All right. That's how we have to start it every time. Yeah. Almost, almost every time. Golf clap. Um, I clap. Episode 97. Vin is no longer behind the bar. He's here. Hello. We have traded in. back home where I was before. Yes. We have traded in Bill for round of applause. Ashley Swallow. I will clap to that. Okay. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the basement. And Mac Thank is here you. as always. Um, all right. So first off. This, this is going to be very conversational. I just want to learn more about you. So I heard you and Vin talking a little bit. I was upstairs getting him. Um, okay. Just start, not from, not from the beginning. Nobody really cares about when you were a child. But right. what, what made you want to go into stand-up comedy? Um, I, looked at, I looked at your page. Backstory, I found your page... Um, that, that sounds I'm nervous. That, that, no, no, it's, it's not bad. That sounds super. Well, I think that the way that I found it is actually way weirder. So you're friends, friendly with Matt Ox's mom. Yes. Right? Yeah, so, Laurel. For, so yeah. for the longest time, she was like on my explore page for some reason. I love that. And then She's one, the best. one time she shared you, and then like you were funny. That's so then amazing. I followed you. And then after after a little bit, I DM'd you to come on to the pod. Honestly, thought you were gonna say like hit up my management or something. So I'm glad that it was super casual. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that for me. But yeah, did you yeah. reply well, right I, away? I, no, I, not right away. She, she. I was definitely she, interested. She trying to play it cool though. Bit, yeah, but that that's cool. Um, so that is our extent of we're meeting for the first time today. Yeah, um, no. So. First, what got you into stand-up comedy? What made you want to do oh my it? Oh, a year, yeah, a year-ish, right? Right. Such an interesting question. Yeah, I've only been doing stand-up comedy for about a year. But in a way, like, now when I look back on it, like, I really was practicing comedy, like, almost my whole life. Okay. And I have one thing I always say to people is, like, you don't, I'm, like, maybe from the outside, maybe people do, but I'm, like, so much of stand-up comedy is writing and writing is at the core what I love to do okay so I don't know like my whole life people always were like you should do stand-up you should do stand-up you should do stand-up but so much of I feel like me and my identity and my path was like tied up in teaching okay and that was hard because obviously you can't be doing stand-up yeah. or the kind of stand-up that I want to do as a teacher so when I finally, like, started to realize, like, writing was it for me, then I was just like, all right, that was easy for me to walk away from teaching. Even though I did have some moments where I second-guessed myself and went back, but always, like, I came back to writing. And then I eventually, it was, like, creative nonfiction essays were my first big thing I fell in love with, writing. But then I found myself in TV script writing, and then that led me to comedy writers, which led me to stand-up. And I was like, as soon as I started doing it, I just couldn't even stop. Like, I didn't even realize how much I was going to like it. And, yeah, it was just, like, one... It was, like, tangents on tangents on tangents of writing, though. Gotcha. Were you an English teacher? I was. Oh, okay. That that tracks. Yeah. And I remember, like, when I was teaching, I was trying to get into, like, MFA programs, and I would, like, try to, like... like, craft my students' assignments into like, the prompts that I was working on to get into MFA programs or contests. And I'm like, honestly, like, the thing about teaching is you really got to be all in, like, for the students. And I was not. Like, my (laughs) writing always came up with hers. And I'm like, I got to bow out. Like, I'm like, but, yeah, I remember trying to be, like, maybe having the best of both worlds, but it was never working. Gotcha. And I hate, oh, my God. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, I hate telling people what to do. Like, that's just not my style. Okay. Mm. That, that makes what, sense. What did you, like, what grades did you teach? So that's the thing. I'm like, when I first graduated, I had honors juniors in central mm. Pennsylvania who would, like, oh, cheer when I would pass out in Shakespeare, like, plays. <laughs> yeah. And then I moved back to Philly, and huh. it was just a whole different ballpark, and I got caught up in, like, the eighth grade world. Like, I felt like I couldn't escape that role, okay. but the middle school role, and that's like, ooh. Yeah, you for sure. You guys know. For you sure. remember. Um, where'd you go to school? Because obviously... So, yeah, I grew up in Philly, so I'm from... <laughs> reluctantly always submit it, but I'm like... I spent my whole life in Bridesburg, but my family's from Bridesburg, okay. and I went to St. John Cantus, which then turned into Pope John Paul II, gotcha. and then I went to Little Flower Catholic High School for Girls, okay. shout out to all the LF alumni, but yeah, yeah we, it's an interesting place to go to high school, What, for what sure. year did you graduate? Um, 2010. That's oh, how okay. I feel old coming on to this podcast. I uh, know. I'm, tw- I'm 2013. Mm-hmm. No, I'm 2015. Okay, yeah. that yeah, makes so me not, feel better. Not, not too, too, too bad. <laughs> oh, okay. but yeah. So from there, where'd you go to college? Penn State. Penn State, Which Maine? it's, yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. Like, nice. this... I, and you know, when I look back on it, I was having the goddamn time of my life. And yeah. I even remember there being moments where like, I knew education wasn't for me, but they didn't have like creative writing things. But I'm like, oh my God, these are my best friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. Can't leave them. You give off sorority vibes. Were you oh my in one? gosh, no! Okay. But I, I probably should have, <laughs> and they probably missed out. Yeah. I'm like, no, I was no, but yeah. So I, I'm like, I was really like attached to the social experience, and then I look back on it, and I'm like. Honestly, Penn State was, like, a culture shock and the lack of culture sometimes. Okay. Like, they had one gay bar. It was the size of an alleyway, and, like, the lesbians would read poetry, like... <laughs> So, like, it was when, if you're from Philly, it was, like, kind of small. Yeah. Very small. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, from Penn State, you go in, you go into teaching. How mm-hmm. long did you teach before you decided to give it up? Obviously, last year, but how long have you been teaching? Um, I've, like, fully taught for three years. Okay. And then I quit. And I'm like, this is really, I was, like, trying to go all in on writing. And then I got into the community education scene, which I loved. Okay. And I was, like, once again thinking I could, like, have my cake and eat it, too. Yep. But it was, like, at the end of the day, no. And it was in a school district that was amazing, actually. It was in the State College area school district. Okay. Um, and honestly, like, I can't. I'm like, it was the coolest job ever. Like, I could go <laughs> on for days. But I miss being in Philly. And, like, I kept wanting to write and do things. But I was like, oh but I have to keep up like this image like if you're in the education system right you definitely have an image to upkeep which I just for me that's what ultimately I should I should have known from the start that that was going to be a no but gotcha gotcha <laughs> was there something that drew you to education like where so for me mm. I, I went to Temple and I went into Fox because everybody Fox School Business because everybody was doing that yeah. like if you were undecided you went into there so was there something that drew you to education other than the writing side or no just... I definitely I'm like I had the most amazing teachers growing up okay. I was such a good student like I was on mathletes I was on NHS like I did like to have fun like I was at the kegs and stuff but I was also a huge dork gotcha and I'm like I just had so many teachers that truly were such a positive influence on my life and I did think maybe that could be me right but oh to the end to the G (laughs) it was not yeah gotcha 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 (laughs) Vin yes so I was wondering after so basically you said you quit 
teaching it to three years. Mm-hmm. And then you went straight, uh, then you went to, what was it again? Community education. Community I education. was like running an after school yes. program. And then from there. Getting salary to do that, which yes. is yeah, wild crazy. and unheard of. So like, from, from there, did you, imme- like immediately after that, did you start stand up? No, uh-uh. So then I, I was doing that, and then it was so hard for me because I'm like, like I said, I was getting paid more money to run this after-school program and than I was ever getting paid to teach. Okay. I ha- and, like, a lot of the other supervisors had morning programs, but my school didn't have any kids in the morning, so I literally had the mornings off. Like, it w- I would get paid over the summers. Like, it oh, was wow. crazy. But I, ha- I was just like, oh, my gosh, it was just so hard. I had the coolest boss. It was just all so hard. But I... I knew what I was planning on doing and right. then when the pandemic happened and mm. they were like making sorts of budget cuts I was like oh my god I feel like I always get myself in these situations where I quit <laughs> awkwardly months in advance so like once the pandemic happened I just moved back to Philly and I was like I'm gonna focus on my writing okay and then I got desperate and got tried to get into teaching one more time at Mastery <laughs> Charter, which I won't even go into yeah. that. That was wild. And then I'm like, oh, no, 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 And then right after that, it was like, I feel like I put, I was like, I need to do something new. And then, I don't know, I just, I found this class at Helium Comedy and I took it and I just had so much fun. And then it was like, I just really haven't stopped since okay so that's a good transition you also participate in philly's funniest right oh my gosh yes i did how was that experience (laughs) so i'm a little bit of a sore loser and i don't know so i'm a bit too competitive okay which is funny because i'm like i told my friends afterwards i'm like i think i got so i think i got so competitive about philly's funniest because I'm from Philly. Like, right. Philly is home. Yep. And then, like, I see these comedians sometimes putting on Instagram, like, bragging they've been living here for five years or something. Like, it's just funny to me. Mm-hmm. Like For sure. Yeah. And I hate to be that girl. And I think I went in so confident I was not prepared to lose. And then all car- tra- 100% transparency, like, I did reach out, like, via email. <laughs> I was really? like, if I didn't win, who did? Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, or w- what place was I? Like, because when they announce the results they say in no particular order and not to be rude but like (laughs) I'm very confident in my work and like I feel like I brought the most people so I was like no big deal I can I can accept not winning but like just tell me what place was I and then they they got back to me like we don't tell people their places and I just don't get down with that like to me that's dark data so I don't know like not and like they counted those bells awfully fast okay so what's the con what's the con Concept of that. So the for, concept is Vin the does. first couple rounds, like anyone can participate, right, basically. Right. But it's based on audience votes. And I did think more of my friends were gonna come, <laughs> but I still had a good amount of people come. And also I'm very funny. Like I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm I know I'm good, but also I, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in myself too because I did write new funny jokes for Philly's funniest, but then like all my friends were like, do this joke, do that joke. Those ones always get laughs. Okay. But I feel like I was more excited to tell my new jokes but then and I was convinced I was going to make it to the next mm-hmm. round so I was like oh I'll tell them then but then I didn't make it to the <laughs> next oh, round you went on the first round yes darn I know you did there some t- kind of favoritism at all I do I mean, and I could go on about like it for days like, said, like it's a 
very confident mm-hmm. about your work. Yeah, like I am very confident. And I feel like that's a part. Oh, I could go. Uh, yeah, I feel like in a way I've been having a little bit of a tough time meshing with a lot of the comedians in Philly because I'm so confident, to okay. be honest. And like, yeah, I did see some favoritism. Like they're like very strict about like going over your time and like you don't want to do it. You'll get disqualified if you do it. And I totally understand it. Yep. But like when certain comedians went up, when they came close to going over the time, the staff acted like there was a fire in the building oh, to really? get that comedian's attention yeah. to make sure he didn't go over his time because heaven forbid and then I went off on Twitter which I'm not on anymore <laughs> about like the different I like did the math used to be on athletes but I did the math <laughs> about like there was honestly only like four shows that female comedians were able to close and like usually in the fifty-six percent of the shows, or something like that, it was like all the comedians went on before the fourth spot. I'm like the female comedians, and I'm like, I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I like to think it's not biased, but like yeah. that's some real bullshit. To Do you me. think that's why you're why you're so confident on top of being confident in your material, but also as a female going into this kind of like male dominated like, industry, like a chip put, on your yeah, shoulder. Yeah. Like a chip on your shoulder. I do. I really do because I feel like I keep asking to be put on shows and like I don't know. Like I I feel like for the most part I'm very friendly, but I have had a very tough time making connections in this city in the comedy world. There have been a few people. Uh, actually, shout out to John Deary. He's like one of my faves. Like he always will like throw me a bone, which I really appreciate. And I'm like, uh, there are some comedians who really will, I feel like, reach out. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I just feel like they're like, hi. Yeah, gotcha. And yeah. I'm like, okay. And then we all say hi, and then that's it. And I'm okay. like... So no real, like, camaraderie. Yeah. Because I, I'm not in the stand-up comedy, like, you, you actually do it, but I follow and watch a lot of comedians' podcasts. That's what made me want to get into podcasting. And they all talk about, like, I guess... 2014 to like 2018 at the comedy store like it was like that where everybody mm. like liked each other so there's nothing of that that you see in like oh, the Philly circuit type of thing. I definitely say yeah I just don't feel included I got guess. Got it. Got it. Got but it. But that's it. fine you know I understand and I'm like I'm definitely not everyone's cup of tea and I'm a bit older too like a lot oh, of really? these comedians I'm 31 Okay. so like a lot of these comedians are like in their young 20s like even their late 20s right. but I'm like I definitely feel like like, the, the one day this girl introduced me when I was on a mic, and she said, you're going to love this lady. And I said, I'm going to pass away. You just called me a lady. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. <laughs> so that was, was going to be my next question. You said that being a teacher and being a stand-up comedian, like, it really doesn't jive, and I totally get that. Obviously, your mm-hmm. content is probably not te- very teacher-friendly. Like, could you yeah. ever do say like a five of clean material oh my god i think about that a lot it would be so fucking see it would be (laughs) so difficult for me it took you a while to get one off oh my gosh yeah oh my god i think i if i practice it yeah 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 i think if i practice it i could if i like knew ahead of time which that's one thing i feel like that does also set me apart from a lot of comedians like of course we all go up there with new material a lot too but like i'm so in a way i'm so committed like and also i have such a weird flex life that like if I know I'm doing a 10 minute set somewhere like I will just practice that 10 minute set like all day like so you actually practice absolutely I was I was gonna ask I was gonna ask how long it took you to like master it 
Yeah, that's like, I'm like one. I'm like the, I was so nervous, but basically when I was in that helium class, like mm-hmm. my uh, teacher Chip Chantry, he would like be like, "We're gonna do one minute, and then we're gonna do two minutes." So I would just like before mm-hmm. that time, I'm like, I'm a big Alexa slut, and I'm like, Alexa, set a timer for one minute, <laughs> and I would be like, I would just practice and practice, and of course I'm like, as all my friends know, I'm pretty. I'm like time is a big thing I work on, so practicing helps me, and I'm. Typically, like if I have a ten minute set, I'll try to plan for nine minutes because okay. yeah. people even say like you you can like take like usually cushion in thirty seconds, but I know myself. I'm like, you gotcha. better cushion in a whole minute, babe. Okay. I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> now, are you how do you do with crowd work? Is that oh something that you gosh. do at all? It's I feel something like I good, need to work on. Really? Actually, yeah. I'm like, I feel like it makes me so nervous because it's off script. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, it's a totally different talent. For comedy, and I don't, I think it's something I do need to work on, but, and I'm like, sometimes, like, I find my, of course, like, all comedians, like, sometimes you find yourself dealing with crowd work because the heckler is just, like, fucking with you, so you have no effing choice but to. Yeah. But then some people will be like, they love it, you know. Oh, you guys dating? Mm-hmm. Like, are you together? Like, mm-hmm. how'd you meet? Kind of thing. And I always find myself so hesitant. But there is some benefits to that, I suppose. Okay. Um, I have so many questions about this. Give me a time that you've been heckled. Because I'm sure as a new comedian, it, it generally happens. Like, do they do they let people know that some God damn that somebody's like new when they when they start? Sometimes or, they do. Like, I feel like they're yeah. setting you up for like to get heckled at that point. Yeah, the, I'm like because I feel like the first time I signed up to do stand up comedy in public, I was at the Grape Room, and Silas, he's like the historic host, and he I feel like is yeah he's very friendly, so he'll ask, and I'm like yeah this is my first time, so they like made an announcement about it okay but yeah that does kind of set you up to get heckled definitely but typically whenever people whenever people announce me they're like like ashley swallow like a lot you know they can't control themselves a lot of them so then when i start doing my jokes about teaching and being miss swallow like they'll like start yelling out like like miss spitz or miss swallows (laughs) and i like i'll just be like oh my god you would have been in detention with me like now uh, going back was it really as bad as I would imagine being Miss Swallow as a teacher? Oh my goodness! And jun- I mean, you said you did honors junior, so honors is sometimes that a little was bit fine. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think it. It was not an issue till I got into Philly. Okay, and then <laughs> that makes so much sense. Uh, a lot of sense. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the kids were, and like weirdly, I taught at a Catholic school when I first moved back. Okay, and the deal was the English teachers had to teach religion so oh. i was like trying to teach them religion as well and yeah, they that doesn't, it, that doesn't sound uh, me and like the ten well. commandments like it was just not <laughs> going well yeah. like oh my god i'm like i'll never forget there was this one time i like tried to make it fun and like i, I told them to like pitch a tv series about like what we were doing and they totally like dis- disregarded the lesson and mm-hmm. the whole tv series is about how they they left me behind and they took an uber to their <laughs> eighth grade trip Oh, which damn. they always threatened to hold over my. I, I always threatened. We both always threatened it over our heads. Really? I'm like, 
But yeah, they were bad. They were bad. I'm if, like, there was some, when I was at that mastery charter school, they actually wouldn't let me go by Miss Swallow. They made me go by Miss S or yeah. Miss Ashley. Okay. Mm. If uh, it makes you feel any better, my name is like very close to penis. My last name. So <laughs> it is. It is. It, it, that it does make you feel, make better. You feel better. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, did you have any inspirations in getting in the stand-up? Yeah, I'm like, I, oh my gosh, so I'm like, she doesn't do stand-up that much, but I'm like, Amy Poehler's writing, Mindy Kaling, for sure, I'm like, I'm like, I feel like it was so much comedy writers that pushed me into it, and then like, when I was reading scripts with Mm -hmm. Abbott Elementary, I was like, Quinta Brunson, she was like, another great one, I'm like... There, it was just, I'm like, um, Aziz Ansari, too. I'm like, I loved his Netflix series. Master of None? And his stand-up. I'm like, he's just so funny. But um, what really, I feel like this is going to sound weird because she's not that popular, but I'm like, Esther Pavitsky, I feel like, really did it for me. Like, she's... Never even heard of her. Oh, my God. No. She's so funny. She's definitely in one of those Hulu shows with Kat Dennings. I'm like, but she's like this, like, weird, like, retro uh, 90s, like, funny girl. Got like, you. I don't know. She's just, yeah, She. I love her. I love her stand-up. I love her work. So after seeing her, I'm like, let me just, like, look into this. Yep. I'm like, maybe I could do it. So how did you... I mean, I guess it was probably like an open mic, but how did that first night of stand-up go? Walk me through walk me through that. Obviously, it's something that you had been thinking yeah. about that time. It had some material. Were you right. nervous going up there? And I feel, I feel like I wasn't nervous, and the benefit of taking that class at Helium was I felt so comfortable on the stage, and, like, Chip taught us things, like, silly things, like, you know, when you're about to wrap up your last joke, like... Make sure you already have the mic stand in front of you. That way you can, like, easily place it in front of me. So I just feel like I wasn't worried about the little things. And I had my jokes worked out. And I was having so much fun that I just did want to do it in front of other people to see, like, how it went. And it went really well. So okay. I was like, I love this. Like, that Helium class, they have you do, like, a showcase in front of friends and family before, They right? do. They How'd do. that go? Oh my gosh, it was so fun. I will admit, <laughs> amongst friends, I did run the light that night, which I don't feel great about because you should not ever, ever, ever do that. But it was like my first time performing. You got a like, I would never, ever, ever do it again. Like, I can't even stand I shouldn't even be admitting to it, but it is what <laughs> it is. We all know it. We were all there. We all saw me do it. And also, I feel like it's bad too because I would, be, like, I remember the one class before before our perform like our final performance mm-hmm. um they had another teacher come in and he's like i didn't even give you the like because you were so engaging i'm like you don't need to be telling me that <laughs> like that's just gonna encourage me like and i'm like so it's tough because also I- i'm not gonna lie i kind of am used to just being able to get my way in okay. a way gotcha but in the comedy world the light doesn't you don't get any kind of sliding room, so okay. gotcha. yeah. <laughs> um, you so you obviously write a lot. I was curious if like you just write like write to write instead of like do you put time aside to just write for yourself instead of like writing for a comedy? 
Yeah, that's such a good question. I'm like, it's so hard because I'm like, there have been opportunities in the past. Like, I took this class through Blue Stoop, which is like a nonprofit in Philly, like for literary people and artists, all that. And it was all about like TV writing. So that was really nice because mm. I'm like, it's like forced accountability for yeah. me to work okay. on my scripts. But of course, I did, um, it wasn't much, but I did have to pay to take that class. So you really have to be self disciplined for sure and one thing that I've been having a really tough time with is like okay so I'm definitely not going to be living this traditional life which that was very hard for me especially with my financial stability like oh my gosh like that was so hard for me but once I gave that up I'm like you're like you're all in so right I'm like, and right now I I still ghostwrite a lot, which I hate. I yeah. hate ghostwriting. That spent that takes up so much of my time. So actually, I'm getting ready. I hate to admit this, but I'm getting ready to move back with my mom. That way, I don't have to worry about really anything but the kind of writing that I want to yeah. do. Yeah. And like, nothing also, wrong with that. There's nothing, yeah. In, in today's economy, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. I just I'm like I do have a good deal in my house, and <laughs> I love it, and it's so cute. But I'm like also I just want to write. It's it's harder for me to carve time out for my joke writing my script writing like my clickbait writing my goal like all of it like it just it's a nightmare and then you're on the computer the whole day i hate that like so yeah i definitely want to just cut out the bullshit essentially gotcha (laughs) now how often are you getting up and getting sets a week would you say like i know you say you had an open mic after this how often are you yeah, so that's also a great question. I'm like, which I was talking to comedians earlier earlier this week because I'm like, typically I would say I'm going on at least twice a week to an open mic but these past two weeks were hard for me because I was like dealing with my nephew like family stuff okay and then just like yeah I've started packing my apartment up so I said to the one comedians when I went out the other night and I was just supporting them the matter show and I said how do you guys like joke when maybe you're not feeling very funny like you know like mm-hmm. not everyone is feeling yeah. funny all the time I'm like it's rare for me of course but like that's definitely a real thing. So typically I'm like, and that's, I'm like, oh my gosh. But as soon as I got into the comedy world, I've, I've said to all my inner circle, like, I need to work on my social stamina. Like, I'm a, <laughs> I can be a homebody for okay, sure. Yeah. I love it. I love being at home, reading, writing, like, hosting. Like, I'm like, come on over to gotcha. me. So that's been Makes a sense. struggle in itself. But yeah, I'm like, I know a lot of comedians go out, like, almost every night yep. of the week. So I'm trying to get, like, to a more out there pace, like, more than twice a week. Like, I'm, like, when I first got into it, I was definitely doing probably, like, three to four nights a week. And then I cut back a little. Okay. um, Mostly because of, like, writing demands and, like, money. But, yeah. So that's also, I'm, like, I'm moving home. So I'm hoping that'll change. Okay. Now, with writing, has have you been affected by the strike at all? You know what? I haven't because I don't do, um, like, entertainment writing, okay. which I'm like, but I do, I'm like, want to, like, support the writers. That's right. I keep saying I'm going to go to New York one day and oh, join really? them on this. Sh- I'm like, I, I'm like, I keep meaning to. I'm like, I just should just do it. But I'm like, I, because it's so crazy. I say to everyone, it's so crazy for, like, 
I'm like, they're like, well, what, well, like, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? But what I want to do, the people are striking for, and I respect the fucking hell out of them yeah. for doing it. But it does feel nuts to be working towards something that's not even like kind of like right. currently in existence. For sure. So, and, like, that's another thing. It's, like, every comedian definitely has their different trajectory or trajectory, mm-hmm. but I am for sure, like, focused in writing and, like, script writing and, like, I like I love stand-up comedy, but I equally love script writing. Gotcha. So. Would you ever act? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I don't think I would be good <laughs> at it. I'm not very good at lying, so, okay. yeah. I wish I could, because I, I would love the movie Star Life. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't think that's my forte. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> now, have you only been getting up in Philly, or have you gone elsewhere to perform? So, I've definitely been trying to get out there, actually. So, one thing, um, like, I won these tickets to, I'm a big news girl, so I won these tickets to the Good Morning America Summer Concert Series, I'm like, well, while I'm here, let me, like, hit up some open mics in New York. And it was so fun, actually. And I, like, made good connections. And then I was already, like, working with a booker that I, like, found just, like, I've just been, like, trying to reach out to people on my own. So I was, like, working with this booker. And then, like, while I was out there doing comedy, this other guy saw me and then recommended me for, like, another festival. So then he gave my number to the booker, and the booker was like, oh, I already know this girl. And I was just like, oh, that's just, I love that for me, like, to already be, like, in the mix. Nice. So I'm definitely trying to get out there. And I'm like, I keep telling everyone, I got this Frontier pass like oh you can fly $2.99 oh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when they when they put that out you're the first person I know who got it I thought that, that was one of the nastiest things I've ever seen honestly you have to be so flex and like that's the thing I'm like I am this is not spirit like that that's pretty bad I know people are really I, I, hate don't, I don't really it. mind where like what airline I use to be honest how it, long have you flown what how long have you I flown mean, I, like how long have I flown yes like, like what's your longest flight probably like four hours you would do four hours on Spirit? Probably. I mean, I didn't fly Spirit for four hours, you, but you did I, for I probably yeah. would. I flew Spirit to Chicago once. It wasn't too bad. How long of a flight we got was that? There. That was probably like two hours and 15 minutes. Okay. Like, not bad, not bad. Which I love Chicago. That's in, So I reached out to like Laugh Factory recently, and I'm like, I would love to perform at any of your locations, especially the Chicago one. So I think I'm definitely like on a learning curve of how do I get booked at other shows because gotcha. I'm definitely not feeling like there's much opportunity for me at least in philly so i'm like wanting to branch out okay so i'm like trying and i'm like i like i've been applying to comedy festivals like i don't care where they are like i don't care like now have you performed to helium again since the philly's funniest is that what's called Philly's yeah, Funniest? Yeah, it is called Philly's Funniest, which is so funny. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one's from Philly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. That should be no. a prerequisite <laughs> to like, need should. to be here it or really in the scene. Should. And I'm like, I could call so many people out right now, but I won't. I'm just going <laughs> to just move Sips on. Tea. But no, I haven't because actually I do feel... Uh, you know, I definitely, I'm a sore loser. So I'm like, in a way, I'm glad I sent the email, but in another way, I'm hesitant to go back. Right. So my, um, I'm like, he's going to be like, we're not friends. My friend's the Toyo's doing a show there, August 23rd. And, um, 
he gave he offered me my friend tickets. So okay. of course I'm gonna go. I'm like actually I meant September 23rd. Oh my god, not me already getting confused. But anyway, I'm gonna go, and that's not gonna be my first time back at Helium because I've actually been big time avoiding it because I just I'm like. I'm salty. Gotcha. For sure. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm like, and that's just me. Like, I'm so competitive. Like, I don't know. Like, so I saw some comedians posting, like, another year losing. Like, LOL. Like, they didn't seem to care. But, like, I don't think I could ever do it again. Right. Like, I, it not, it's not for me. Uh-uh. Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't think there's a problem, like, if you just keep doing it, though. But that's you, though. Right. No, I think I would just, like, like I don't know if it's, I, I don't think it's even a competition thing. I think it's a Philly thing. I don't even know. I just get too worked up. Because, like, you did, like, what if you get it next time? Mm, I don't like, know. Because I don't, th- then you have to go through round after round. How many and, rounds um, was it? So, it's, like, the first two rounds, audiences vote, I'm pretty sure. And, like, maybe even three rounds, but definitely at least two rounds. And then the last two rounds are judged, like, based by judges. Okay. So, I'm, like... You know, I don't know. I'm sure the judges are qualified and all that. But, like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I wonder if they bring in, like, a celebrity judge from Philly... Kind of like you ever see you guys start. Right. Everyone's talking about Shane when, Gillis right now. Yeah, yeah, he's he's like our biggest export. That's uh-huh. not that's like still known as a comedian. Like I feel like Kevin Hart kind of graduated from comedian yeah, to movie star. But I think Gillis does helium when he comes here. At the, no, he did Parks last time he came. But yeah, he's he's killing it right now. Is he somebody that you look to for comedy? He's like a he's like different. He's like, he is, and I'm like also that's just like that male comedy, yeah, like that can, like typical, which I laugh at and I love and I support. But also, I'm just I feel like in a different lane, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But it is inspiring to see like, and I'm like I know I'm like I don't know him, but like to see other comedians post about him, like that's one thing I love. Like I love when comedians post about the journey, and that's one thing I try to remind myself. Something I have only been doing it for one year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it is something I care about so much. So sometimes I just want it to like be exactly the yep. you know the way yeah. I want it to be. But I'm like, you definitely, I, I definitely respect the hell out of the comedians who have just been working at it for sure. What goes in? I'm I'm a big. I, obviously, you can't tell right now, but I'm a big fashion guy. What goes into a fit that you're gonna put on for Ooh, an open? I love open this mic? question. I love this question. So this is. I feel like honestly. I love this part for me. Like, I feel like a huge part of me is, like, like I always say, I'm a hot girl. I'm a thotty. I'm a stallion. Like, <laughs> I love dressing up. And I feel like that's part of, a part of the reason why I don't get along with a lot of the comedians. Because I swear to God, their aesthetic is, like, just rolled out of bed, forgot to brush my hair. Yeah, yeah. And, like, one time a comedian came up to me and said, oh, I don't try to dress up too much for an open mic. I don't care where the hell I'm going. I don't care if it's the corner store. Like, I'm going to be cute like I can't help it so one I'm like I always am thinking about my fit like I'm like always like I'm like but also like yeah that's just me but I'm like what I'm like when I have a big show coming up like I'll basically pull out like all of my favorite pieces and my tops and just be like 
what can I put together? And they're usually like the sparkliest or like the thottiest or just like <laughs> the most. And I'm like, that is always what I like to do on stage for sure. You lay down the bed like the first day of school, like before you, before you go. <laughs> yes. Like you got yeah, you actually got that, though, that but big facts. And like it does, I'm like, it kills. I'm like, it, everyone has their own style for sure. But like, I would say a lot of the comedians, like, yeah, they're just like comfy, cozy on yeah. stage, which, hey, whatever. <laughs> it's not me, but. Have you ever thought about being like a door woman at a. At the club, I don't know if they oh have. Oh my gosh, women, no! But that's like, I have thought about that, and also because I was like, no one will ever fuck with me. <laughs> but um, and I when I used to run the after school program, I'm like, uh, there would be some crazy parents. I'd be like, my kid needs their instrument. I'm like, it's after hours. <laughs> <laughs> but I did apply to Helium once, like for like some kind of side job, and it didn't work out. And like, I just was like taking it as a sign. Like, was this before or after Philly's fun? This was before. Okay. This was like probably shortly after I took that class. And like me and some guy were going back and forth. And honestly, I just took it as a sign as like I'm, I don't, I shouldn't cross this line because honestly, I do want to be a performer at Helium yeah. and like not a worker. Mm. And like the same with Punchline. And that's where it's like hard. And one thing I'm definitely working on with my social media presence is like presenting myself. Like as I as I see my worth for okay. sure, and yeah, I don't want to cross that line. I don't think, but I also would. I I think I would fuck it up. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Then um yeah, do you have a like a favorite club to go to? Oh my gosh, yeah. So I really love going to Fergie's because I feel like it's. Where's a, Fergie's? I was actually just there. Yeah, yeah I love Fergie's. It's birthday. on Sansom, yeah. like right by 13th it, it's, Street. It's across the street from Barstool. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it is. And I just they had feel karaoke like. karaoke upstairs and we did that. Yeah, they have a very <laughs> inclusive vibe and like they have a stage and I feel like people like respect the room for the most part. Um, but like Grape Room is another awesome I'm sorry, mic. Grape Room and I Mania. Thought you said Rape I did room. not hear the G. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's so aggressive. (laughs) After hours, I'm just kidding, just kidding. No, but yeah, I'm like Silas runs the Micah Grape Room, and it's just always like yeah, really like respectful. But I feel like they bring in a good audience that's not just comedians, because a lot of the mics that go to it's comedians performing for comedians, which. I love in a way, but in another way, that's, like, not that helpful. And, like, we all know each other's bits. Gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. When is the last time that you feel that you, if if ever, you may may be, like, sick? And have you ever bombed? Oh, my God. Absolutely. When was the last time? Because I feel like you probably do a a couple times initially, but then, like, once you're a year in, maybe you're more comfortable and it doesn't happen Yeah, no. I definitely haven't bombed recently. And, like, honestly, I feel like part of... Part of bombing is like getting comfortable on stage, like, kind of just missing a beat. And I think what has helped me with bombing is... I think the first time I thought I bombed, I was, like, a different night that I was at the grape room. Not the first time I ever went. Okay. But I'm like, oh, my God, I messed up this whole punchline. And I, like, got myself all worked up. And then I listened back to my recording. And I did mess it up. And, like, I, it didn't you really. You record your sets? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I try to. I, as you, we all know, I just got Are you comfortable with, like, going back and, like, watching it? 
yeah, I'm like, I really am. And I'm like, I don't always sometimes love... Oh my god, like, I feel like I need to be better about the placements. Like, I just got my tripod. Like, sometimes I feel like my angles are unprofessional, but also I'm, like, just still trying to work with what I have. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. But, yeah, I don't, mi- I don't mind listen. I don't mind listening back, and then I'm, like, I think that's helpful because also then I'm always surprised at what people laugh at. That's what I was, I was gonna say. Like, the one night, I'm, like, oh my god, you bombed. You messed this up. But then when I listen back to it, I'm, like, oh my god, it wasn't that bad. Like, the people also don't know the punchline. Right. So, like, it may have not been the biggest hit, but like it wasn't what you were making it out to be in your head. Got right. So like recording helps too, because then I I like listen back. Like you were so stressed about something that was like so silly. Yeah, makes sense. How is and this this might be a little too personal. How is it dating as a stand up mm. comedian? Oh my gosh, no, I don't think that's too personal at all. You know me, I'm like I I get on stage to talk about <laughs> it all, but it's funny because I'm like I didn't realize that I think it was gonna have an effect on my life until afterwards. Okay. Like when I'm like when it comes to guys, I think that a lot of them think it's like fun and cool. I'm like. But I'm like when it when it comes to dating queer girls, I'm like I don't think they like it at all. Okay. Like I don't I don't think they're like they're like we don't think. I'm like I believe they're like we don't like to joke. Like we're too serious. <laughs> like we want to love and that's it. Got gotcha. you. But I'm like so. But with guys, I think some of them are into it. Like some I'm like because I'm I'm on the dating apps. Like literally when I say I'm on there, like I'm on there hoping for a miracle. <laughs> like I check it every two weeks. With that, I like won't put any work in. I'm like, what's going on? Okay. And I'm like, but I'm like, yeah. So a lot of people will be like, oh, like I would love to come see you doing stand up, but then I'll. Also, I was seeing a boy once who basically he told me that he was like afraid that he was gonna end up like in my writing or in my jokes, yeah. which is inevitable to right, be yeah, honest. Right. It's like dating like, Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it is. That's so funny. That's good. But yeah, yeah. So I definitely that was unexpected. I didn't think. And then honestly, it's hard. I would say it's hard being a 30-year-old woman who is, like, an aspiring... Anything. Yeah, aspiring anything, let alone, like, stand-up comedian slash writer who doesn't want kids. Like, dating is basically, like, I, I feel like it's... <laughs> it keeps giving me jokes, that's for sure. Lots of material. Yeah. Vin? Have you have you always been outgoing since a kid? Um, yes and no. Like I've always been social, but when I was in grade school, I was so shy. Yeah. Like, like I was like in the play, and like I remember once I auditioned for this part of Wendy and Peter Pan. Like with I was in, like fourth grade. I don't know who let me do it, but I auditioned with "I'm a Slave for You" by Britney Spears. Literally. <laughs> Got the part, practiced, but then the night before rehearsal, I, like, was, like, I can't do it. Like, gave it up. And I'm, like, I feel like I was always in the dance acts and things, but I wasn't confident in, yeah, when I was younger. Or even in high school. That's a nuts audition song to do. Yeah, the, it was. You said the fourth grade? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. For sure. But the things, honestly, if we talk talent shows someday, I remember we did, we were, like, chair dancing to Ashanti Happy, like, <laughs> high 
I can't. Who was letting us at a Catholic school, too? Like, Uh, it was something else. But even in high school, I would say I was pretty shy. And, like, I went to Little Flower. But, like, they kind of, like, keep you in these core classes. And, like, you meet people, but, like, you don't. And then I feel like once I went to Penn State, I, like, I met so many new people. Mm. And it was just such a different environment. And then, but also the double-edged sword was then having to like be like, oh, you're gonna be an educator. You have to like upkeep this image, which right. wasn't me. Now so, you student taught up there, I would imagine as well. I did, which I actually wanted to student teach in Philly, but to be honest, college was kind of hard for me. Like I, I definitely like after my, I was like there were times where I was on academic and social probation. Like I had to appeal getting into the college education a few times, so my GPA. GPA wasn't the highest, and, like, I wanted to teach in Philly, students teach in Philly, but they wouldn't let me because my GPA wasn't high enough. What was it? It was, like, a three, and I had to work to get it up to that because I was, like, after my first semester in college, I had a 1.6 GPA. (laughs) So you just didn't do anything. I failed a six-credit math course. It was just a mess. I was having so much fun. Like, I literally was having the time of my life. And I remember, like, all my other friends were, like, having better GPAs. I was, like, oh, man. I was, like, I didn't realize that no one else was not doing (laughs) as well as me. And then, like, oh, my God. And then also, like, a long story short, Warner Brothers reached out because I legally downloaded Easy A on LimeWire. (laughs) So I then got on, like, social probation. It was, like, such a year. But, like, I, like, was always holding on to college by the skin of my teeth. So, like, they were like, yeah, you can't go to Philly because your GPA is so too low. And they're like, and you you can't be in state college because we only do that if you student teach for a whole year. Which I was like, that's fucking fuckery. Like, (laughs) To pay two semesters of tuition to teach for another person? Like, who the fuck? Not me. I'm confused to how Warner Brothers reached out to you because you... They reached out to Penn State. Because you. (laughs) Because apparently everyone was accessing it through me in my dorm hall. Yes. Yeah. I had no idea. I was like, it was crazy. I remember like texting Lane, my roommate. Because Ivy, I mean, Ivy legally streamed so many. Oh my god. I was like the queen of LimeWire. I would like down one yes, Tree Hill liar. episodes, like all the things, and I, and I had to take this course about internet safety. My internet got like Turned suspended off. for two that's weeks. That's, like that's it tough. was crazy. Do you it feel the movie was worth it? Definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I was also like, Sorry, why wasn't I studying? Like I had a one point something GPA. Like I should have not been watching Easy A by yeah. any means. <laughs> So Penn State definitely was, like, a crazy, like, you know, especially going to a Catholic school. Like, even just, like, I feel like I look back at my fashion from, like, the beginning of college. And, like, I I wore a uniform almost every day, like, for most of my life. And then when I wasn't in my school uniform, I was in my soccer uniform or my basketball uniform or, like, my tennis stuff or, like... It was just crazy. It was uniform on goddamn uniform. And then what what was you getting off of Penn State? Because, like, when I was in college... Girls, uh, that was like peak legging UGG time oh my God, for us. Four. So is that like what you're getting <laughs> sure. off on of Penn State? Because it's I different like, from there Temple was like too. the freshman 15, but I had the I've I've got some Forever 21 leggings, and I like went for the freshman 50. Like <laughs> the ice cream was crazy. Like I didn't even I like when we look back at photos, I'm like I was having such a good time, I didn't even realize it. And then sophomore year, I got it together and I found the gym. <laughs> but I literally when was Easy A? Was that freshman year? 
Uh, I think that probably came out when I was maybe... I think that came out when I was a senior, but then it was probably, like, out on the internet. Like, okay. Yeah, but for sure freshman year. Because gotcha. I only lived in the dorms freshman year. Because Penn State then didn't offer me any housing. Yeah. So it was like, then you just have to go find it. That place is crazy. Are you but, one of the Penn State people who's, like, still attached to it? And No, definitely like, not, which it's so funny. We are whenever you see another person. No, like, no, no, no. <laughs> I love Penn State. Like, it's for sure, like, a second home for me, undoubtedly. But... Yeah, like one of my old friends from college was like, "Um, are you doing anything for the Penn State game last weekend?" I'm like, "Uh, no." <laughs> gotcha. I, was, I was gonna ask, like, what do you and your friends do for fun, like outside of work? And that's the well, that's do you mean today, or like when I was in college? Today. Oh yeah, today. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's hard too, because I'm like. That's, it's different. Like, I feel like when I was in my, like, late 20s, like, I was, like, happy hour queen, yeah. like, going out dancing queen, but now I'm, like, come over, let's have a few drinks. Yeah. Like, I love, as, right, I think, as my, everyone probably knows, I love to smoke weed, like, so I'm a big smoker, like, and then my friends will just, like, we'll just, like, go meet up at the park or something, like, you know, girls, yeah. we gossip and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get any pushback from anyone, family or friends, when you decided to go all in for comedy? Because I'm sure people, while you were still student teaching, were just like, okay, this is like yeah, a hobby or whatever. Yeah, definitely my mom, which yeah. it's funny because at first I was afraid to tell her. So, like, I would tell, instead of telling her I was, like, going out for comedy, I would tell her I was going to work at a writing group or something. <laughs> like, I for sure, like, misled her. And then finally I was like, oh, it's comedy writing. And then finally I was like, well, it's stand-up comedy. And then I was like, and I do it. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> so you eased her into yeah. it for a while. And I keep one. Actually, I'm like, she it, she hasn't she has like these small little kidney issues, so she hasn't been feeling too well. But I have been wanting to introduce her to the comedy world and take her out to other people's shows that Not aren't yours. mine. Gotcha. Exactly. Just to, so she can see. And I'm like, it's tough because I'm like, some of my family follows, like, obviously not my immediate family, but like, you know, cousins and stuff. Like, they follow me on Instagram, but like, I'm at a point where it's like, I don't care. Like, all the poker chips are in. Like, okay. what, what's going to happen if you find out? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she was the only one who really gave pushback? Yeah, she, to this day, she doesn't think it's a great idea, but I'm like, I feel like that's because she just doesn't see that side of me. That's, okay. you know, yep. like she, I definitely don't think she thinks I'm funny. Like, I think she's worried <laughs> gotcha. to a point. Gotcha. Is, is your mom funny? Like, have you got this she side like of you? She mom jokes, but no. No, no not, mm -mm. not stand-up comedy. So this is no. not genetic. Definitely not. No, and I would say my dad was the more creative one, but he also wasn't like hysterical. Like he liked to play music and stuff. But okay, gotcha. You have any no. siblings? Yeah, so I have um, one older sister and a little brother and a little sister as well. But I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I grew up one as five, but one of my older sisters also died. So, oh. you right. know, family stuff. Yeah, I get that. Do any. Do any of them want to do stand-up comedy now after seeing you? Because I feel like once you have one person in your life who's creative, general, and see oh that gosh. they're like, like, because even if 
I would imagine even if it's not paying the bills at this point, you like you clearly enjoy doing it. So mm-hmm. seeing somebody doing something they enjoy, that's what everybody wants. So have any of them Big asked facts. you like, is it something I should look into or like? So more of my friends have like me and my siblings are so different. Yeah. Like my brother, like he's a chiropractor, he's a dad, he's a husband, and okay. he loves that life. Like, and my little sister, she's like more reserved, like. Yeah, and my older sister, she's just a mess. But I'm like, no, I feel like a lot of my friends will be like, I think I could do this. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like part of it is, like, you can do whatever you want to do. You just have to do it. Like, which is crazy. Like, when you, like, just, it's like, just, like, turning a light switch on sometimes. But I really, like, kind of, like, what you were saying, I feel like at the end of the day, like, when you're in true alignment, when you're doing, like, what lights you up or, like, whatever is, like, magic to you, like, that's just going to, like, come through, like, tenfold. And I feel like if you're not doing what you want to do, then you're kind of, like, at, I don't know, you're, like, at internal battle. like. So you're just, I feel like if you, it, it, that's a huge part of it. For sure. Is And I do see like a lot of people be like, oh, I wish I could do that. I'm like, actually this one boy who I used to hook up with, he's like, yeah, he he's like, you're so funny. Like, I wish I could do it. And I'm like, you could. Like, no one said you can't. You just have to work on it. And I, yeah. I'm like, I, everyone has to work on it. I'm like, everyone has a different style of working on it, but... Do you think there's anybody in your life, aside from comedians, like that you knew before you started comedy is funnier than you? That you mm. think that, that you think they can make a, a life out of this as well? That is such a good question. Yeah. Yeah, my friend Rachel, she's like one of my oldest friends. She's so funny. And she's a teacher too. And like we grew up like a few row homes away from one another. And she's hysterical. Like her delivery is just unmatched and she's a bartender which I feel like you know even like I feel like teacher bartender comedian like I feel like they all share common foundations in a way so you know she's really good with people and she's just so funny and out there and I feel like also just being someone who like is single in their 30s like living as I always said like a more untraditional life like I feel like I attract more untraditional people people so i feel like there's a lot of people in my life who probably could but definitely rachel (laughs) what do you do to get yourself like obviously i'm a sports fan he's a sports fan so you get hyped up before a game what do you do to get yourself ready before a set like is there like a song that you put on that that gets you that gets you there do you take a drink do you smoke before like i know there's So, for me, I'm, like, what I'm, like, usually what will make me feel best is just, like, if I can get through my set at home or, like, somewhere, like, just alone, like, with some time, like, hitting every mark. And, um, yeah, I'm, like, I definitely do smoke before, for sure. But, um, no, I just feel like practicing is the biggest Mm -hmm. thing for me, like, and also my outfit. Like, yes. <laughs> but Do you yeah. wear more than one? A night? No, but that's an idea. <laughs> well, no, I'm thinking like, no, I'm, I'm curious because like you could go there, you can like feel the vibe out and then you're like, no, I got to change. You know, like. I'm- no, I love that. And I'm like, I feel like I wouldn't put it past me, but 
typically I don't have any options, so I have to really commit to what yeah. I have. But yeah, I'm like I do want to travel more and do comedy in like other places. So I'm hoping that maybe I don't know how my suitcase I can make an easy outfit change. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to, everybody has a venue. Like even as a fan that they would want to go to. Is there any venue that you would love to do comedy in? Mm. That's a great question. Yeah, I definitely would love to go to Comedy Cellar for sure. Okay. I'm um, like also I'm um, like like I said the Laugh Factory. I wanted I want to go to the Laugh Factory in Chicago. Yep. I'm like Chicago's a great. Why the Chicago one? Oh my gosh, there's this comedian I love, Rebecca O'Neill. She's so funny and like I feel like she's also a hot girl. Like <laughs> I feel like I vibe with the hot girls. That's why I'm like Tata Sheree. She's one of my favorite female comedians, okay. and I'm like. Hot girl. But, um, yeah, Becca O'Neill is always performing at the Chicago um, Laugh Factory. And I really feel like so much of this is making connections. So, yep. like, I'm off Twitter, but I would reach out to her on Twitter. And, like, I'm, like, trying to get into her, her DMs on Instagram. Yeah. and uh, But also trying to go the official way, too. Like, so I send my little inquiries, okay. like, with the booking and the talent and all of that. But, yeah, so I feel like it's a balance of me, like, trying to make my presence known on social media, which I'm, like, I, I definitely am, like, I need to step my game up, which I'm, like, that's why I got my new film, though. <laughs> and also just, like, putting myself out there, because I do wish I had a manager, but also... I'm like, who's better to vouch for me than me? Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm broke. <laughs> I know. I, to- I totally get um, that. Do you have a TikTok? No, but that's one thing I keep saying I want to get into. So I do, like, I'm like, I have, like, sketch ideas for yeah. sure. I, I think mm-hmm. that, because so many people now get I big know. off TikTok overnight. So Crazy. That could be definitely something. No, that's something I've been thinking about. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, you, that's where the self discipline comes in because yeah. every so often I do what I was like, housekeeping, like, I have, like, jokes on index cards, bills, like, post-its, my whiteboard. So I always try to, like, take inventory and actually follow through. Jokes are a little bit easier, but sketch ideas, I really have to commit. But that's why I recently got my tripod, so I can start doing all sorts of filming things. Yeah. Do you have, obviously... Like, everybody has a support system of family. Do you have a team around you who can do... So this, the the video, we usually have a guy who does this, our other co-host, Bill. He has something to do, so I had to, like, rig it up myself. Do you have somebody who, like, would be your, I guess, I don't want to say plus one, but, like, your person who does that oh stuff? Oh, my God, that, definitely. That's your... I mean, you said you have the one friend who's, like, always taking good pictures. Yeah, that's you get Isabella. That. Yeah, that's yeah. her, yeah. She was like, honestly, tonight, she was like, I wish I could come with you. <laughs> I'm like, it's going to be okay. Like, yeah. I'm like, but I know she would come and just be like my hype person for sure. <laughs> and that's why I was like, she was my tripod before I got my tripod. And I always appreciated her. And yeah, and that's why I'm like, one way I actually try to like, I don't know, offer up like friendship in the comedy world is like, I always, if I'm out, not always, especially now I have my new phone, I'm better about it. But, like, I'll try to take pictures of the other comedians because I feel like they really appreciate that. Okay. Because you don't always have a friend like Bella, yep. but, like, she's a ride or die, like, for sure. And also, like, you you said you found me through Laurel, so La is just... 
Like, she is, like, an unofficial momager. Like, yeah. she, like, if, when I told her I, like, booked this um, little show in New York, she's like, let me see it. She reads it over. Like, she just, like, goes into, like, management mom mode because, like, that's what she's used to with Matthew. Yeah. So I feel like they both just show up for me yep. in so many that's ways. Good. That's good to have that in your corner. The fu- the funniest thing, this is, this is so random. So my wife is also a teacher. She actually mm-hmm. taught him... Um, met when he went to St. Cecilia's. so yeah, funny. She recognized him in the video, like, when he started blowing, I think that was, like, Vine days or early Instagram when he started to, like, blow up and she was like, I think I know him. Oh, my and God, then, I forgot yeah. about Vine. Yeah, Vine was a, it's so, so that, crazy. that was the other thing is that he's bringing up sketches, like, I had no clue that this sketch, like, the a large sketch this whole time was Quinta Brunson. So, like, sh- that was her before Abbott Elementary. Oh, now my gosh. Do you yeah. remember the He Got Money? Yeah, that, yeah. that one. Yeah, so like, yeah her book, um, Memes Well, is so good and funny. Like, And it, ta- it speaks so much to her journey mm-hmm. in comedy. And that's what I'm like, I love to read yeah. that kind of stuff. But that's when I was like, that's when I realized, I was like, oh, my God, Quinta. Right, right. <sighs> you So you said you love to read. Do you have oh, a favorite book? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I have so many. But I'm like, I think, like, the book for me is, like, Yes, Please by Amy Poehler. And I'm like, I remember reading that, like, on my way back to Philly after a trip in Chicago when I was still teaching. Just being like, I can, this could be my reality. Like, I could be a part of this world. And... I just, like, I like when I got back, I, like, quit. And then, of course, it wasn't straightforward from there. But I just remember being, like, that was such, like, a, I don't know, like, a moment for me, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm, like, also, there's this one book by Hunter S. Tom- Thompson's son. Oh, my God, I can't think of what it's called. Oh, it's called Stories I Tell, my- Stories I Tell Myself. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're, like, kind of familiar with Hunter S. Thompson. He's, like, a no, pretty famous I'm, writer. No, I've I'm, heard of him. I'm yeah. very, um... The name sounds familiar. Very uncultured like but that. But that's, like, it's just so interesting. And I'm, like, he, so he's a really famous writer, journalist, but, like, he was so unique in everything that he went about doing things. And, like, he actually was good friends with Johnny Depp and, like, what, like... It was, I don't know what the year was, maybe 1960s, 1970s. And they kind of created their own community in, like, the Denver area. But he, oh, my God, like, he was just, which I feel like I kind of relate to in a way, like, mm, I don't know. He was just, like, all about himself and his writing. Like, I don't know. Like, he would just be, like, it was written by his son. So it was kind of, like, about how he was always so hard to reach because his work always came first. Gotcha. Which that's why it's, that's a tricky little topic. But I'm, like, I definitely can relate in a way for sure. Gotcha. Um, Was this your first podcast that you've done? It was. You did good. Oh, my God. This is real good. Vin, do you you. have anything else? Yeah, um. Can you, like, roast me? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, you just asked to be roasted, so let's see. I kind of have to come up with something. Oh, my gosh. I've never done a roast before. Well, um, it looks like you're kind of ready to go to bed, so it looks like you could be a part of the comfy, cozy comedian. Comedians, I just put on blast. I am pretty tired. Oh, I feel bad now. No, you're good. And 
if you, you said you called to Lyft to get here, yeah, he may be your Lyft driver to go back. No, Uber uh, Eats. You do Uber Eats. I do right? Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh he my could, God, he that's bring you a too meal. funny. Yeah, yeah, no, but that would love that. Then that would give me more material to to come up to roast you. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, so you have a show in New York. You want to plug that? Plug everything yes, that you have going on right yes. now. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I have a show on September 30th um, at the Broadway Comedy Club, and it's the New York's Queer Comedy Festival. So I love that. I'm always glad, happy to represent. Um, but also, it's a competition, and as we know, I'm competitive. <laughs> so we need I would love up. for you guys to pull up. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I would love for everyone, yeah, to follow me on Instagram at Ashley Swallow and the O is a zero because someone else just has my regular regular name. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's why on Threads, I, I knew that Threads wasn't going to take off, but I made sure I got it because my Instagram is my name. Oh my so God. If, if I ever became something so smart. Like, I, don't, I don't want that to be gone. But I know. We appreciate you coming. Oh thank, you. No, thank you so, thank you so much for having me. Killed yeah. it at your open mic tonight. Yeah. What time is that? What time is your open mic? So, this is gonna come out on Sunday, so it doesn't. Yeah, I'm like it. This not you like go to sign up at nine. Okay. So gotcha. Well, we'll like get you out of here. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, right. thank right. you. Peace, y'all. This was so fun. <laughs>